0: Many years ago, in 2011, I visited America and I came away thinking that it was a wonderful country. A few years later, I visited again and I thought I saw a sense of decay. I thought to myself, maybe I'm wrong, people are queuing up even now to get to America. So maybe I'm missing something. But it turns out, or at least I think it will turn out, that America has some problems. Will it solve itself? I do not know. But if you're not aware of the problem, I don't think you can solve it. So today's podcast is on a book I picked up in the same theme by a gentleman called Chris Hedges, who's written the book, America, The Farewell Tour. If you look at the table of contents, there are seven chapters, and they're so aptly named. Chapter one is decay, and then heroin, and then work, and then sadism. Chapter five is hate, then gambling. And the last chapter, seven, is freedom. I don't know what the chapter freedom stands for, but I have this feeling that this headless quest for freedom, for this imagined state of freedom that will bring us happiness, is, I think, the root of the issues before that. So we, in our search for freedom, we are okay to decay. We use heroin. We don't want to work. We give in to sadism. We hate. We gamble because we want freedom. Anyway, that sounds a bit maudlin. So I started reading the book. And um, the author starts with Karl Marx. The Economist has kind of denounced Karl Marx. Economist is a magazine, a very... Um, reputed magazine, and he's, they denounced Marx, and I, and, as, and I think I remember them calling Marx a slightly confused or devoid of substance. But there was this particular paragraph that the gentleman Chris Hedges has uh, taken out from Karl Marx's book, A Contribution to the Critique of Political Economy. So let me just read that out. No social order ever disappears before all the productive forces for which there is room in it have been developed and new higher relations of production never appear before the material conditions of their existence have matured in the womb of the old society itself. The rest of it is very esoteric, and let me not go into that, let me just pick up the first sentence. No social order ever disappears before all the productive forces which there is room in it have been developed. And I think that is the central premise that we are basing our society on. We are basing our society on this fact that we will have infinite growth, that we will continuously find ways to increase our productivity, so I've spent a few minutes on, you know, something which is, um, I think if you r- hear the content, it is a bit uh, like rambling. But here's here's the question, the title. Do you think that if you make um, $15 an hour today, or $10 an hour, or if you make $90,000 a year, or if you make a month, do you think you will earn for the, let's say, the remainder of your working life, let's say 20 years or 40 years or 15 years, do you think you will earn an increased number every year? You see, I think the genesis for our downfall lies in this belief that every year we should have growth. Every year, we should have growth so long as it maintains our status of life, which is to beat inflation. So if you could buy 10 loaves of bread last year, you should be able to buy 10 loaves of bread this year too. So if the price of bread has gone up by 2%, your income should also go up by 2%. That's fine. But I don't think that's what we want. All of us, for the most part, want substantial increases infinitely. I mean, infinitely means still the end of our lives. Well, You know, it it turns out that it's it's not just us. There are more generations to come. So what what that means is that we are betting that this society will continue to grow in whatever percentage that we want to grow. Let's say I want, you know, if I'm making $4,000 a month, uh, next year I want to make $4,500. So that's about a little more than 10%. So what we're saying is that this society believes that for the next hundreds of years, we're going to have growth. How is that even possible? How can, how can growth be so linear? How can growth not come down permanently and then go back up after a long time? I think this belief that we need to have growth every year is really the foundation or the basis of all our problems. I mean, we blame corporates, we blame politicians, but ultimately corporates and politicians are just people they are not people who come from other planet they are not people and we because we are filled with this greed wanting more every year the lucky ones get to run the corporations but we follow these corporations because we all want the same if somebody says work for some more time well we'll work for some more time the few people who choose to leave off the grid because they don't want growth they're fucked why? because the others want to fuck them because you can't have a few people leave because you can only grow if everybody is working on the uh, treadmill if some of them get off the treadmill the treadmill won't move so everybody conspires to keep everybody else on the treadmill so that they can have this mythical or this raise to the bottom per seat of 10% growth or whatever percentage of growth so I think the fundamental question is can you grow every year And I think the answer is no. And I think this crazy desire to grow every year is a reason why we are hurtling into destruction. We can blame corporates, we can blame Trump, but no, the real people we have to blame is our own greed.